Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in this series that we've entitled, Live as Light. It's taken from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, where it says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. That's how we're supposed to live as Christians. This light within you produces what's good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. That's how we're supposed to live. We talked about last week how we should be living holy lives, separate lives, unique lives, different from everybody else. Today what we're going to talk about is living healthy lives. Now, I'm not going to talk about what you should eat and how you should do all those things, so just rest. It's going to be okay. Healthy spiritually. You're not really healthy until you're spiritually healthy. Can we agree with that? And so, we're going to look at that idea. And before we get into it, we're going to do a little quiz that's that's going to come up. So, I'm going to show you a picture of a tree, and I want you to tell me what kind of tree it is. What kind of tree is that? An apple tree. Okay, very good. You're pretty smart. Okay. A palm tree. All right. Something else? An orange tree. Really good. Really good. Is that it? Oh. Lime. Mango. Yeah, whatever. Don't like either one of them, so it doesn't matter. How did you know what kind of tree it was? By the fruit. Do you understand that that's the same way people know you're a Christian? Is by your fruit. Matthew chapter 7, verse 17, just so you know, it's not me saying that. A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. A bad tree can't produce good fruit. Now, that's pretty obvious, right? We should all know that. So, every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down, thrown into the fire. Fire being here a reference to hell. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Uh Uh-oh. So, we're not just talking about trees here, are we? We're talking about people, aren't we? So, we can say a bad person can't produce good actions. A good person won't produce bad actions. Verse 21, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven. So, he begins this teaching with bad fruit and good fruit. So, let's look first of all at the bad fruit. The bad fruit. Uh, (laughs) Bad fruit is responsible for a lot of bad jams. I know, it's corny, but humor me this morning, all right? Most of you know I do the shopping. And if you ask my wife, what do you want at the grocery store? I'll almost guarantee you every time the first word will be fruit. So, I have had to learn how to pick out fruit. 
So as you go through that, here's some different types. There's sour fruit. This is a hard one to pick out because you can't see it by just looking at it. But when you get home and you taste it, yuck. And that relates to bitterness, unforgiveness. There's a lot of things in people's lives that you don't see that are there, but down inside they're harboring resentment and bitterness because of what's happened to them, because of what people have said to them or what people did to them. And it creates a sourness in their life that comes out. And then there's rotten fruit. Fruit that is just way, way past its uh, date that it should have been taken care of. And it just goes rotten. And sometimes when you pick through the fruit down at the bottom, there will be something that's just mushy and ucky and it's just rotten. And that's impurities in our lives that we allow there that causes us to be rotten on the inside. And that rottenness bleeds over to everybody else. Then there's wormy fruit. This one's a hard one to find. You might see a little bitty hole. You might not see anything. But sometimes a worm from the inside is eating its way out. And inside of us, there's this thing called pride that just has a character trait in us that creates us to be people who appear to be one thing but aren't. And there's pride that enters into our life. There's bruised fruit, fruit that as you take care of it and look at it, you'll notice a soft spot on it. It's people's hurts. They've been hurt in life because life does hurt you, doesn't it? And they've allowed that hurt to be a part of their life. And anytime you touch them or get around them or get close to that area of their pain, they react. And as we all know, hurting people hurt people. And sometimes we allow our hurts to overcome our life and we respond to others out of those hurts. And then there's overly ripe fruit. It's the fruit that yet is not ready to be eaten. It's the lazy people that just kind of, you know what, it's, it's just gone past its date. It's just gone too far. It's just there, you know, I, I didn't want to do anything about it. I don't want to handle it. And we allow this fruit to all of it kind of come into our lives. And if we're not careful, these things begin to be productive out of our lives. And Jesus says, if you got bad fruit, you're going to have bad actions. If you got bad fruit, you're going to have a bad life. And Jesus said, look, bad fruit, no fruit, it's going to be burned. It's not going to help you. It's going to hinder you. It's going to hurt you. Because one little bad apple spoils the whole bunch. And so you and I have to understand that in our lives today, there is fruit that is there that is hurting us and can hinder us. And we have to deal with it so that it doesn't rob us of the ability to serve God in the right way. And Jesus says, look, bad tree can't produce good fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. And so he says, produce the good fruit. Don't let the bad fruit run your lives. And there are too many people that allow the bad fruit of life to ruin their lives and creates in them bad actions and bad attitudes that hurt them, things out of their past that they're still allowing to control, things out of their hurts and their fears that they're taking out on other people and other things. They feel justified in it and feel right about it, but all it does is produce bad attitudes and bad actions. 
And so in the teaching, Jesus says, I want you to produce good fruit. You are not healthy as a Christian until you're producing good fruit. Is that clear? It's pretty simple, right? I'm not taking the verses out of context or anything else. It's the nature of how it is. Philippians chapter 1, verse 11. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. So in other words, once you become a Christian, now the fruit should be changed, shouldn't it? The righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. This will bring much glory and praise to God. What does good fruit produce? Righteous character. Right standing, right ways. Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. We have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit, all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So spiritual fruit is the character that Christ wants to develop in you that makes you healthy. You see, it's hard to be holy if you're not healthy. And the first step to healthy is being holy. So we separate ourselves. We become unique in that we allow God to use us to show other His greatness, His love, His mercy, His kindness. And we do that because we are healthy, producing good fruit. No one likes to be around people who are spoiled. All right, we'll go on. So, what about this good fruit? It's produced in purity. In purity. It's a reference to last week. It's there when I have set myself apart, accepted Christ as my Savior, knowing that my life is going to be lived different from this point out. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm going to live a life for God. And that sets me on this journey of good fruit. Psalm 1.1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. You don't associate with people. You don't associate like everybody else. You're different. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditated on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all they do, but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So the first thing, if there's going to be spiritual fruit in my life that's going to be good fruit, I'm going to have to buy, buy in. I'm going to have to accept. I'm going to have to embrace this life of purity, this life of holiness, this life of being distinct. And to do that, I have to understand that my life is different from. Over the years, many of you know, I've been involved in some community groups for a long time. I was involved in the Kiwanis organization. Uh, I've been involved in the North Fort Myers Chamber probably as long as anybody around here. Uh, in the early days, I was there. I'm a former president of the chamber. I still sat on their board. Uh, I've been there forever. 
And you know, when I sit around with these people, I can still talk with them and joke with them and, you know, have a time with them. But those people are not going to become my best friends. Those people are not going to become the people that I'm going to let influence my life. I'm going to step and be different. Now, that doesn't mean I've got to be weird about it. In fact, here's what normally happens. You know, they'll decide, well, we're going to do this event. We've got to host it. And so we need everybody on the board and everybody around. We need you to work the, the morning shift of that and take care of this booth or sell these tickets or do this thing. Or, you know, we're going to have some food, so we've got to make some money, and we'll have the alcohol. And they'll look at me and go, well, we know you can't do that. I didn't say anything. It's amazing that the non-Christians know that Christians don't drink. It's too bad the Christians don't know that. Just a thought. And so I'm not in their face about it. They just know. Because I can let my light shine. They know the character. They know what's there. I'm going to get along with them. I'm going to have fun when I'm with them. But they're not going to influence me. And I'm not going to devote a large portion of my life to them. There's other relationships that matter more in my relationships of being connected to brothers and sisters in Christ. And so the psalmist says, you've got to live a life of purity. It's different from everybody else. You, you don't follow the advice of the wicked. You don't stand around with them and spend your time with them all the time. You might have to work with them. You might be involved with them. That's fine. Do it. But those aren't the ones who have the influential input in your life. That's letting your light shine. That's going to help you produce good fruit. Secondly, this one really stings. Good fruit is produced by pruning. Now, in Florida, we should know about pruning because you can cut everything to the root almost and it'll grow back. I mean, it just, it's incredible what happens. But see, we have to understand that, okay, I'm a Christian now, so everything should go smooth for me. I shouldn't have any problems. There shouldn't be any difficulties. After all, I'm serving God, and God loves me, and everything should be fine, and I shouldn't have any problems. But that's not what Scripture teaches us. Scripture teaches us that even though you're serving God and producing the kind of fruit you should be producing, God says, look, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I want you to produce more fruit, so we're going to cut back some things. And how many of you understand pruning isn't easy? And it's sometimes painful, isn't it? But notice what Jesus says in John chapter 15. He says, I'm the true grapevine. My father's the gardener. He cuts off every branch. Who's the branch? Us. A mind that doesn't produce fruit. We're not producing fruit. We want to get rid of that branch. It's of no value. It's of no use. It's not helping the cause. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given to you. You see, God's Word helps us stay on track and stay where we need to be with Him, doesn't it? So he says, verse 4, you remain in me and I'll remain in you, and a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine. You're not going to produce good fruit apart from Jesus Christ. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I'm the vine. 
you're the branches, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, my words remain in you, you can ask for anything you want and it'll be granted. When you produce much fruit, you're my true disciples. It brings glory to the Father. I've loved you even as fathers love me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. So, what we know from this is one of the ways I produce good fruit is by obeying God and doing what's right, correct? That's what he says. I obey my Father's commandments, remain in His love. I told you these things so that you will be filled with a rotten life and won't enjoy anything, and I'll make your life miserable. No. I've told you these things because I want you to experience true joy, not just a little of it. My joy will overflow in you. You will get to live a life of joy. I can tell you by hanging around people who aren't Christians, their life doesn't have a whole lot of joy. Or it's tied to some sort of substance or something to help them have some. Down to verse 16. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And this is my commandment, love each other. So one of the keys to having our prayers answered is by producing the fruit that comes from a relationship in Jesus Christ, correct? So he calls me to be pure. He says, look, I want you to live this kind of life. I don't want you to get involved in other things. You're set apart now. You're holy. You're different. You're distinct. And I'm going to help you produce fruit. I don't want you to produce a little. I want you to produce a lot. And so what I'm going to do is as you go and you're about your life serving me, we're going to whittle away some things that are good, that are right, but I want you to have more. And when he whittles the good and way things, right, we say, God, why are you doing this to me? God, why is this happening? God, this isn't fair. God, this hurts. I'm doing everything I know to do. God, why are you punishing me? And God says, I'm not punishing you. I'm helping you. I want you to grow. And I want you to grow more than you want to grow. And I will do what needs to be done so that we can have fruit. Fruit that will last. Fruit that will be there and you will produce more fruit than you think you're able to do. And then, good fruit's a product of the Holy Spirit. It's a product of the Holy Spirit. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within you, correct? And why does He live within you? Because, well, He doesn't have any, all the place to went, and I, I rented Him out the room that's cheaper than anybody else would offer Him. No. He says, I'm going to be in you so that I can help you produce fruit. You can't produce good fruit on your own. Jesus said that. You've got to remain in him, don't you? And so he says, look, I want you to remain in me, and I'm going to remain in you. My Holy Spirit is going to remain there to help you produce the kind of fruit that is necessary for you to be healthy. Because a good tree only produces good fruit. A bad tree only produces bad fruit. 
Well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? What's the fruit? What are we talking about here? Glad you ask. Because Galatians gives us real clarity in this. Verse 16, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Now, don't miss this. The sinful nature wants to do evil. How many of you have a sinful nature? Okay, those of you that didn't raise your hand, your sinful nature was just demonstrated to everybody. Wants to do evil, just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And now here, here's the line. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. You're not free to carry out your good intentions. Paul put it this way, the things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, I do. Who's going to help me in this? Thank God, Christ. Thank God. So there is this battle within us, this nature that says, I want to do what I, I want to be in control. But the problem is whenever your sinful nature is in control, what kind of fruit does it produce? Bad. When the Holy Spirit's in control, when you're listening to Him and obeying Him, what kind of fruit is being produced? Good. It's a simple formula. It's something you and I should understand. And so he says, look, when you're directed by the Spirit, you're not under the obligation to the law of Moses. In other words, you don't have to keep certain rules and everything because if you'll listen to the Spirit, you will do everything that needs to be done rightly. Well, what's the fruit of that sinful nature? Here's the results. They're very clear. Verse 19, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division. Man, this list goes on and on, doesn't it? Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And so, in other words, that's not an exhaustive list, is it? Now, tell you again, I've told you before, anyone living that sort of life, let me put it to you in modern terms, is not a Christian. Now, that's pretty blunt, isn't it? Anyone that's given in to those things, you're not where you need to be with God. You're not in Him. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of what? Fruit in our lives. Now, it needs to be brought to your attention that fruit there is not plural, it's singular. So it's a package deal. And as we read the, the character traits of this fruit, you don't get to say, well, I'm okay, I've got that one. No, it's a package. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. No law against these things. Remember, he said you don't have to follow the law of Moses. This isn't about the law. This is about your relationship with other people and how you're going to relate to God. And if the Holy Spirit is in control of your life, and if you're living a life that pleases God, your life, hear me, will produce good fruit. But if your nature is in control your anger is going to come out, and that's not good, is it? 
Your desire to have a good weekend and party is not going to be pleasing to God, is it? That's not the kind of fruit He wants, but that's the kind of fruit our nature likes. And so He sets a very clear delineation between the two. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions, their sinful nature, the desires of their sinful nature to his cross crucified in there. In other words, Paul said it this way, every day I have to die to me so I can live to God. God, I want today for you to produce this kind of fruit in my life as I go about my day-to-day activity. I want you to let me be a person who loves people, has the joy of the Lord as my strength, is at peace, has patience with people. Wow. Even those on the road driving a car that you don't know. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know what people will label you as if you have those character traits? They'll label you as weak. Well, you're just too nice. Well, thank you. Because, you see, the world doesn't expect that, does it? The world doesn't even value that. But God does. Verse 29, excuse me, 25, since we're living by the Spirit, Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. That's the fruit that God wants from us. That makes you healthy. And when you're healthy, you're going to be able to have an influence on other people's life. They'll look at you and go, wow, you're different, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Well, you always seem to be so peaceful. Yeah, I've got peace. Well, you know, how come you always smile? Well, you know, I've got a good life. God's good to me. How can you put up with all that stuff? I don't know. It's not my problem. God will take care of things. Why are you being so kind to them? Duh. And you see, good fruit is produced by the Holy Spirit. Him being in control of our lives, not us. Because if we're in control, we produce bad fruit. And what happens to bad fruit? It gets cut down and burned up. It's of no good to God. What happens to those who produce good fruit? God says, let me help you produce more. Let me help you even be greater at this. Let me multiply it in your life. Let my joy be increased. Let my love overflow. Let this happen in you. That's a healthy Christian. Well, how do I know if I'm being a good Christian or not? How do I know what a Christian's like? How do I know that? To me, the number one thing, once you accept Christ, are you, have you accepted Christ your Savior? Yeah, you're a Christian. Well, but then what do I need to do? What needs to happen? Yes, you need to produce fruit, character in your life that only God can develop as you allow Him to be in control of your life. He's the gardener. He's the one who takes care of it. He has our best interest at heart. 
He wants us to produce good fruit. Well, how long do I have to do this? Good fruit is persistently present. It's persistently present. As I was going through all this, I came across Psalm 92. The godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Now notice, even in old age. That means people, some of you that are older, stop being so cranky. You don't have a right to it. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Your body may not remain vital, but your spirit should for a long time. They will declare, the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. So let me ask you a simple question. What kind of fruit is produced in your life? If others that you were to come across this week and you were to ask them, what do you see in me? Would they be able to list the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit that God is pleased with? Or where they look at the bad fruit and say, well, you know, well, but you don't understand what's happened to me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how people have hurt me. You don't know how unfair life has been to me. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know the pressure I'm under. You don't understand how hard this is. No, 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 no. God says, if you and I will come to him, he'll give us rest. And if we allow the spirit to be in control of our lives, he will produce the kind of fruit that pleases God. And that's a healthy person who lives a healthy life, who lets their light shine in this world. Are you that kind of person? It begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't produce a good fruit on your own. Oh, you might say, well, my neighbor's not a Christian. They're really a nice person. They might be, you can be a good person, but that doesn't mean you're a Christian. It also doesn't mean that their fruit is as visible as you think it is when it's no one else around. So it begins with an acceptance of Jesus Christ into your life. God, I need you in my life because in and of myself, I can't do this. But I need you to help me and I know you will and you accept him. And if you've accepted Christ, fruit becomes the issue, doesn't it? Are you healthy? Are you holy? Is God doing that work in you? Are you allowing him? Or is he in control and not your nature? Would you just take a moment, you and God? God, here I am. I hear you. What's he saying to you in your mind right now? Would you just take a moment and talk to him before I conclude? this morning, I don't think you can make this much clearer. You repeat it in several places. Jesus taught it often. As a Christian, I'm required to produce good fruit. 
And if I don't produce good fruit, I need to question my relationship with God. I haven't given it all to Him. Lord, there are people listening to me today who need to begin a relationship with you. Where they say, Lord, from this point on, I'm not going to live according to what I want. I'm going to live according to what you want. And if I live according to what you want, your fruit will be produced in me. So Lord, would you help us to produce good fruit so that our light can shine and we can live as light in a world that desperately needs that. Thank you for what the joy you want to give to us, for the life you want us to enjoy on this earth. Thank you. Help us to live productive lives, producing the good fruit that only comes from you. May your name be honored, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this week, concentrate on this. And you don't have, oh, I got to be more patient. I got to be more kind. I got to love more and everything. No, that's not the focus. The focus is, Holy Spirit, would you help me to listen to you and let you be in control and help me to respond to what you want and not what I want. And if you'll do that, you'll live the life he wants you to live, a healthy life. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.